as a screenwriter and, and as an audience member, I'm always drawn to stories that we think we know. And I thought I knew a lot about the Lincoln assassination, or uh, and what many people think about the Lincoln assassination, which is that John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln and killed him in Ford's Theater. But Booth's murder of President Abraham Lincoln is only part of the story. The rest is a hastily designed plan involving Southern sympathizers, abandoned kidnappings, wartime trials, and an attempt to decapitate the Union government just days after the end of the Civil War. And then I learned that hundreds were rounded up. I didn't know that. Uh, and that there was a trial of assassins. I didn't know that either, including one woman named Mary Surratt, who was one of the eight that they tried. While Solomon's The Conspirator centers on Surratt's arrest, it's the film's opening scenes that show just how deep the conspiracy went. What was the obje object of the conspiracy? It was essentially to accomplish what the Confederacy had failed to accomplish on the battlefield, and that was to win the war. Booth's first plan was to kidnap Lincoln and hold him for ransom in exchange for Confederate POWs. Among those he recruited was John Surratt, Mary Surratt's son. When that plan failed, he and his co-conspirators decided to not only assassinate Lincoln, but also Vice President Andrew Johnson, Secretary of State William Seward, and Union General Ulysses S. Grant. It was a desperate act, um, an opportunity uh, seized upon by Booth that Lincoln was going to appear at the theater, and in fact, originally he was supposed to be at the theater with uh, Grant. But Grant's wife and Mrs. Lincoln were not on friendly terms, so the general declined the invitation. Vice President Johnson's would-be assassin, a German carriage maker and Confederate smuggler named George Atzerott, first got drunk, then got cold feet. He abandoned the plan. Meanwhile, Seward was stabbed multiple times by Lewis Powell, but none of the wounds were life-threatening, and he survived. So while Booth had killed Lincoln, the greater plot had failed. Welcome! It's the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Josh, and the Illuma Mommy herself, Miss April. And on today's politically charged episode, the Lincoln Assassination Conspiracy. I feel so patriotic. Hey, look, it's Anthony riding a horse. <laughs> How did he get here? <laughs> How doth my lady feel this eve? Would love, would my lovely queen enjoy a sarsaparilla? <laughs> the guy's all over the map. <laughs> this time he's, this time he's wearing, he's wearing um. An astronaut's uniform, but he's talking like it's the 1800s. He'll get it right one of these days. Yeah. It's the braided belt. It's too tight, man. It's We're cutting off circulation to places that need it. Oh, boy. All right. Let's pull the carriage to the side of the road for a minute. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, since this is President's Day week, I guess... Well, uh, this is actually President's Day. Oh, that's day. right. The, the official... 
I can't, observation day. I can't say that I've ever had a President's Day where I'm like, oh boy, time to celebrate. Oh, you, you, you don't you don't go and roasted emu on President's Day like the tradition calls for. It's that for yeah, real. Like roasted emu. Roasted emu. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, let's let's get real for a second though. How do, do you, you roast an emu? No, 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 no. I, I was going to ask our culinary expert. Low and slow. In a roaster. Low and slow. <laughs> okay. Low and slow. Real low because they're tall. Yeah. Exactly. Um. If you could, one, of course, this is a Ryan question. If you could sleep with any American president ever, there it is. Who would it be? And then the second secondary tag on is if you could sit and drink beers with any American president ever, who would it be? I have both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Josh, go ahead. Obama and Obama. Okay. (laughs) Simple. You're a simple man. Um, if I could sleep with one, it would probably be JFK. Oh, <laughs> oh that guy. Yeah, that guy. Because, um, man, he was he was a looker. And I, honestly, for someone who had that many affairs, he had to be doing something right in bed. Yeah. You don't get repeat customers. Exactly. You're bad. And <laughs> yeah. Bad there. Era, I might have given you the clap back. <laughs> oh, I promise you crabs. <laughs> Oh, well. This is um, how you get rid of them one at a time. <laughs> Dude, you're living on the edge. You're going to shoot crabs off your dick. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Um, cool. uh, someone I... Beers. Yeah. Oh, God, would I have a beer with? Um, Nixon. Hmm. That's okay. a good one, actually. I, I think he would be really interesting. It'd be like uh, interesting to pick his brain. Uh, I'll craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> That was his nose talking. I think part of what I've heard too is that Nixon was kind of a negative Nelly, but he was fun to talk to. Yeah, like Get actually this. pretty funny. Actually, was a good president. Put in the EPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, did yeah. a lot of actually was a fairly liberal president for yeah. a Republican. Just screwed up big time at well, the end there. You yeah. know, <laughs> you can't control all your administration, but that's another episode. Right. So, Lawrence, gosh, I'm gonna. I'm going to have a sleep with Bill Clinton for the same reason you said. Yep. Uh, yep. I bet you that guy has some tricks up his, uh, well, actually on people's sleeves. Right. And he probably, <laughs> he probably treats you to like a warm bag of McDonald's mm-hmm. right beforehand. <laughs> He'd offer you or a cigar. After. after. Oh. I know you don't have sex you before. I'll juggle your balls. He seduces you with his saxophone first. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Work the shaft. <laughs> and to have beers with, and I know he's a recovering alcoholic, so I don't mean this like in a mean or bad spirited way, but it would be George Bush, mm-hmm. George okay. W. Bush. Yeah. yeah. It seems like after he's left the presidency, he just seems like a really cool dude. He loves baseball, so I know right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You're going to have something to talk, right. yeah, exactly. to talk about. Right on. I'd love to pick his brain about owning the Texas Rangers. That'd be kind of fun. Um, If I had to sleep with one president... Probably gonna go with um, Eisenhower. That's oh. mostly so I can pick his brain, so I can be like, "Did you really make a deal with the with aliens? your dick? <laughs> you pick his brain with your dick. I'm gonna pick your brain. Yeah. And then uh, actually, it was the uh, we decided that uh, <laughs> if we actually it wasn't the grades. It was the Zeta Ridiculize yeah. from uh, the planet yeah. Nargan. Um, so and then to have beers with probably John Adams. Go way okay. back. In the day. You know his brother made good beer. Yeah, well, I'm I think, assuming that's his brother. I think John Adams would have a really cool insight on that mm-hmm. whole period. Plus, I'm, I mean, 
Fuck, it's John Adams. So, anyway, so that we got that off the bat. Now, this episode, we're we're focusing on something I never knew was had conspiracy in it. Not then until again, Andy brought it up. No, yeah, Andy, uh, Andy Shatner from the uh, what, JFK mm-hmm. Part Two episode in Illuminati. Um, he mentioned that there was some there there there's a there, a website actually that Larry showed me that we're going to be pulling a lot of info from, but. The um the basic gist of it, from what most people know, is John Wilkes Booth, who was a, actually a famous American actor at the time, mm-hmm. uh, very good actor too. Yes, I I, I he was the Harrison it, Ford of his time. Yes, we'll say, say say uh, the president goes to see what would be considered like the movies, a, a Hollywood production of Uncle Tom's mm-hmm. Cabin, which is basically like kind of popular at the time, or I would say really popular at the time. So. It's a very funny show. The president's there. Nobody's watching the back door because at the time... Because the front door was unlocked. (laughs) God, not this again. I'm sorry. They are watching the door, but the way that that it's set up, the, the person that assassinated him, Booth, he's, again, he's like Harrison Ford. So when they see him, nobody thinks anything about it. Guy walks in, takes a gun, three inches away from his head, blammo. Yeah, it'd be, it would be like, um, uh, would you say Tom Cruise goes into the and shoots, God forbid, we'll, we'll just say if Hypothetically. Ronald Trump, who's a fake president, I'm yeah. making up. Right. No, it would be. And it would be similar. like, whoa. It would be like, yeah, like if if um, if he was at a, at a showing of Hamilton, which mm-hmm. is like a big show right now, like a Broadway show or the Oscars. He's just sitting in a in a booth, and all of a sudden, Tom Cruise, with his you know Hollywood grin, just slowly makes his way up to the president, and you know the president's probably thinking, "I want to shake his hand." Yeah, and maybe he doesn't even know what's going on, but the Secret Service see him, and they get all starstruck, so they're not yeah. going to do anything. Mm-hmm. But now they probably would; they might stop Ooh. him and say something. Yeah, but at the time, hope. yeah, at the time, and the thing is that was really crazy is he actually did this while there was a big laugh in the audience, like a big laugh in the show. He knew the beats oh, so when he oh, did it wow so when he did it it was like everyone's laughing and all ah. of a sudden yeah and then on top of that after he shot the president the president was basically inst- instantly dead after a bullet to the head that close it was basically yeah. like taking a sledgehammer to the dome thank god um he i mean not that he's dead no 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 but just the yeah that, that was quick that's a quick way to go i'm sure he was laughing and then lights out <laughs> <laughs> Or it was more like <laughs> you think it was more of a sinister or more of a theater laugh. <laughs> I can't. Have, oh, I could have been an evil laugh. I can't have Mary Todd thinking I'm a pussy. Uh, so yeah, he was sitting there. He gets shot, dies instantly. Oh, how would I get back in time? <laughs> Fell in a wormhole. <laughs> He kills him, and then the one of the marshals reacts instantly and tries to wrestle him. And they're fighting up against Lincoln. The, that is, or no, 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 well, Lincoln was dead. <laughs> Boo! Yeah, he started. He's like, finally, I can beat Lincoln in a wrestling match. He starts. He starts wrestling. People notice there's commotion. They're screaming in the audience. Wilkes Booth, who was a handsome devil, looks not as big as you would think. Actually wrestles the marshal down, takes out a knife and stabs. Damn! Him. Yeah, legitimately wrestles that dude away, stabs him, jumps off, goes onto the stage, and and in front of the entire crowd after he's shot, 
and killed the president of the United States. He and said, Finn. <laughs> he says Finn, <laughs> which is French for the end. <laughs> you, uned- <laughs> you uneducated swine. <laughs> no, he looks and he sa- out to the audience and says, Sick Semper Tyrannus, which is basically a uh, sick dinosaur. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it has a keep association <laughs> with the assassination of Caesar. Oh, so it's kind of like a. Hmm. You know, it has, too, it has Brutai. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, brother Brutai. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of hip, I guess. At the time, I guess, of, I, 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 real hip to murder I, the president. And say something in Latin. I would have been like, "Who's sick?" Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Black plague. plague. What is what, sick dinosaur? What does well, that have to do with it? The only reason they know what he said basically is because he wrote it in his <laughs> diary. But that's pretty crazy. So, that's, dear diary. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> Like God, um, well, yeah. the man gets to the point. That's for sure. <laughs> I figured. I figured I would off off script just kind of walk through what I read and what I what I li- listened to. But well, and that's always kind of what I've assumed was the end of it. Just that he he shot him in the back of the head and ran away. I think he ran to someone's barn or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah I didn't know out for a while. Well, there are some theories. Okay. Now that that conspirators and people that look up conspiracies on this whole thing, there was a. As Josh will get into the pop culture, the pop culture is pretty epic on this one. His wife did it. He did it himself. <laughs> His head just did that. A time traveling, uh, 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 secret secret service. service man did it. That's Acc- my conspiracy. And accidentally did it. Yeah, yeah. Forgot his safety. Forgot his safety was off and was trying. Yeah, he's to, like, you know what? If to- I go back in time, none of the, they'll forget about the whole Kennedy thing. I can start my life anew. A brand new. Oh, sorry, Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> Is that a young Tom Cruise? (laughs) Get it again. (laughs) All right. So there's a website. It's called rogernorton.com. It's got a breakdown of theories. And it says Lincoln assassination, a simple conspiracy or a grand conspiracy? Mm, I prefer mine grand. Yeah. Like muffins. Yeah, because you never know if you're going to want to take some home and eat it later. Or Funk Railroads. <laughs> funk Railroads should definitely be grand. I agree. I, I prefer a Grand Rapids. Rapids should be grand. All right, let's get into it, boys. John Wilkes Booth obviously shot Abraham Lincoln on April 14th, 1865, which was six days after the peace of the Civil War. Everything's ratified and good to go. It's rad. It's rad. It's It's totally ratified, bruh. Questions arose immediately after this happened. Was Booth solely responsible for the assassination, or was Booth simply a tool in a much larger conspiracy? Just who may or may not have been involved with Booth has been the subject of profound speculation among writers, historians, researchers, and others for the past 150-plus years. With the publication of new books and articles in the 1980s, 1990s, and beyond, the quest to find what really happened has continued. So, theory number one, Andrew Johnson was involved with Booth. Now, approximately seven hours before shooting the president, Booth dropped by the Washington Hotel, which was Vice President Andrew Johnson's residence. Upon learning from the desk clerk that neither Johnson nor his private secretary, William A. Browning, was in the hotel, Booth wrote the following note. Don't wish to disturb you. Are you at home? Jay Wilkes Booth. Browning testified before the military court that he found the note in his box later that afternoon. 
Did Johnson and Booth know each other? In the 1997 publication, Right or Wrong, God Judge Me, the writings of John Wilkes Booth, edited by John Roddlehamel. <laughs> what a name. And Louis, and Louis Tapper. It is stated on page 146 that Booth had previously met Johnson in Nashville in February 1864. Hmm. So they did know each other. At the time, Booth was appearing in the newly opened Woods Theater... But but you have to th- assume celebrities are going to meet. Yeah, I mean, they're going to want to meet each other, right? Right. So they can, you know, be like, "You don't know about that thing. I don't know about that thing. Let's pinky swear to Nat talk about it." All right, boys, let's go. Let's watch tug it. on it. Let's tug on it. Let's that's play how with each other's wieners. That's what a tug on. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. I, Back I was, in the day, I was being blunt. <laughs> Very. <laughs> when are you not blunt? <laughs> like a hard wiener. <laughs> Anyway, at the time, Booth was appearing in the newly opened Woods Theater, as I said, and a and a um, also author. I'm sorry, also author Hamilton Howard in Civil War Echoes 1907 made the claim that while Johnson was military governor of Tennessee, he and Booth kept a couple of sisters as mistresses, and oftentimes were seen in each other's company. Mm. So they were like gangbanging together. Dang. Okay, but I mean, again. It wouldn't surprise me if there were celebrities and politicians that were out there tearing it up together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only back then. They don't do that now. No, not Least now. Least with porn stars. Right, yeah, of course. Or Playboy no models. Or get caught retweeting porn stars. That never happens. <laughs> no, of course or, not. Yeah. Some members of Congress also thought Johnson was involved, and a special assassination committee was established to investigate any evidence linking Johnson to Lincoln's death. Nothing suspicious has ever been found by the committee, yet a belief by some Americans that Johnson was somehow involved with Booth continued for many years. In a book called A Threat to the Republic, The Secret of the Lincoln Assassination that Preserved the Union, author Jer- That's a huge fucking name. You might want to slow it down. You give away the whole fucking book. You might as well just put a period at the end and then just send the memo out. Uh, so author Jerry Madonna argues that Johnson unwittingly gave assistance to Booth's escape from Washington. So they posit that in some ways, just his being tied to the assassin makes for a conspiracy, but I don't necessarily know. Not in this case. Not in this case. So I, I would take that first theory with a grain of salt. Now, Lincoln died by way of a simple conspiracy organized by Booth. Now, this is the traditional theory, the theory that John Wilkes Booth as the originator of the plot and that all remaining conspiracy, conspirators with the one exempt exception of John Surratt, who is kind of a key figure because his wife had a boarding house, which is where supposedly mm. they, all these conspiratorial people were meeting. Um, among the books that have supported this theory are Clara Laughlin's The Death of Lincoln, The Story of Booth's Plot, His Deed, and The Penalty, David DeWitt's The Assassination of Abraham Lincoln and Its Expiation, and George S. Bryan's The Great American Myth. The simple conspiracy theory paints Booth as a Southern patriot and racist who originally planned to kidnap the president, take him to Richmond, and hold him in exchange for Southern prisoners of war. When the kidnapping plans fell through, Booth Booth turned to assassination as his means of revenge. The entire plot consisted simply of John Wilkes Booth as the leader of a small band of co-conspirators, which, that seems legit. I, I Mm -hmm. I don't know what else... I mean, I think real life is generally either insanely horrific or boring as shit. So, 
Um, well said. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so theory three, Lincoln's assassination was, was the result of a Confederate plot. Now, I wouldn't assume anybody else was going to do it anyways. Uh, the South was pissed. The They lost the war. Mm-hmm. Through, I mean, the Civil War is the bloodiest American battle of all time ever. I don't think we'll ever see something that bad again because we're not stupid. At least I hope we're not stupid. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that Lincoln was killed as part of a great, con- great grand conspiracy of Confederates arose almost immediately after the assassination. Coded letters found in Booth's trunk bank at the National Hotel tied him to the Confederacy. This theory has undergone a, a marked revival in the past 20 plus years. In 1977, a statement con- conspirator George Adzerot, Adzerot, George Adzerot. Made before the trial in 1865 was uncovered. In it, Adzerat told of Booth's knowledge of a Confederate plot to blow up the White House. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's crazy to think of them coming up with that in like the 19th century. Like, we're going to blast that shit. Blow it up. <laughs> like a wily e. coyote. Yeah, we're going to blow that motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, spit, spit your dip out before you make them kind of accusations there, Ronald. Um, proponents of the Confederate Grand Conspiracy point out that the Confederacy's situation deteriorated, deteriorated. More daring and reckless planning was needed. Lincoln was viewed as a legitimate wartime target. This was especially true after the Union's failed Dahlgren raid on Richmond. That had been approved by Lincoln himself and was evidence of Lincoln's increasing determination to take whatever steps necessary to end the war. Colonel Ulrich Dahlgren was killed in the raid and on his person, several documents were found. One of which that said, quote, the men must be kept together and well in hand. And once in the city, it must be destroyed. And Jeff Davis and his cabinet killed unquote. Lincoln, Lincoln had had picked Dahlgren Dolph for Lundgren. The, Dolph Lundgren. For the rain. <laughs> hey. The Confederate government now believes the Union He's who I picked, too. Yeah. Davis' death. So it's kind of like little things. <laughs> like, here's here's my thing. I understand people who are like, the South will rise again, and the Confederacy is, you know, we, we, we have our beliefs, so we yeah. want government to stay out of ours. And I understand... States' the, rights was a big thing back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... When you're fighting that kind of blunt, I mean, what do you expect? How are we supposed to stop you if you're basically going to secede from us? You know, you want to hold everybody together and 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 have this country come together, become great, be amazing. Well, that it really shouldn't be up to states to decide who's a human being and who's not. Right. Right. <laughs> of course. So there's arguments for both sides, but I always find that that's that's fascinating that they get so revenge fueled mm-hmm. when it's like, well, what did you think we were going to do? And I'm this not saying I- over and over and over again, people drag their feet and they always look bad when history looks, it, it's, ha- it's happening right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I want to say our hearts are with the people in Florida right now. Yeah. After yeah. that tragedy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so now is not the time to talk about it. Right, of course. The theory of Confederate Grand Conspiracy portrays Booth as a rebel agent working to organize a band of men to kidnap Lincoln. So that was kind of part of what we read before. They wanted to kidnap him or blow up the White House, send a message. That, <laughs> Blowing up the White House would have done it. Yep. I mean, after they had had their 
basically everybody had to suck on the fact that you know that they weren't going to secede and they wanted to have blood so there's a third a fourth theory here that says lincoln's assassination was was the result of a conspiracy of powerful international bankers well what do you know Hmm. bankers were shitheads then too hey how about that so (laughs) nothing new folks this theory is that abraham lincoln was killed as a result of his monetary policies john wilkes booth would be seen as a hired gun in its simplest terms the theory is that lincoln needed money to finance the civil war Bankers in Europe, led by the Rothschilds, offered him loans at high interest rates. Rather than accept the loans, Lincoln found other means to fund the war effort. More importantly, the British bankers opposed Lincoln's protectionist policies. Some Englishmen in the 1860s believed that the, quote, British free trade, industrial monopoly, and human slavery travel together... Um, Unquote. Lincoln's policies after the Civil War would have destroyed the Rothschild's commodity speculation. So the banks are like, uh, everybody borrows money from us, especially if you're going to go to war. What's that? You're not borrowing from us? (laughs) Yeah. Let us tell you the rules, Mr. President. (laughs) We are the banks. We run this shit. They always have, and I guess they always will. R.I.P. world. Uh, after the war, Lincoln planned a mild reconstruction policy, which would have enabled a resumption of agricultural production. The Rothschilds were bet- betting the other way on high prices caused by tough reconstruction policy toward the South. Lincoln was viewed as a threat to the established order of things, and he was assassinated as a result. And that's the idea behind that theory is that wow. the banks had more to do with it, which is something I'd never thought about. But yeah, it's always been that way. Just like on Game of Thrones, like the whole thing right now with them has been them taking money the from the Bank of Essos. Yeah, yeah. For uh, the um, Targaryen or not Targaryens, the uh, the Lannisters. Lannisters. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. Man, that could be. Now I think about it, the Rothschild. That yeah. family been around. That's that's an episode. It is hugely yep. an episode. I think our friend it had come Andy, up in a few episodes already. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it came up during Illuminati because so from one highly corrupt international organization to another highly corrupt international organization, the Roman Catholic Church <laughs> was behind the assassination. Let me tell you about those guys. Larry's butthole just clenched yep. real tight. Well, as tight as it can after the. Anyways. <laughs> In 1886, an ex-priest by the name of Charles Cinque wrote a book titled Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, sorry. (laughs) Fifty fifty years in the Church of Rome, which portrayed the assassination of Lincoln as a Catholic grand conspiracy. Cinque maintained that Jefferson Davis had offered $1 million if someone would kill the author of this bloodshed. Or kill the author of the bloodshed, um, meaning Lincoln. Chinque wrote that the money could be offered, but that, quote, the Jesuits alone could select the assassins, train them, and show them a crown of glory in heaven, unquote. Booth was the tool of the Jesuits. He was corrupted and directed by the Vatican. In 1906, Chinque said, quote, the President Abraham Lincoln was assassinated by the priests and the Jesuits of Rome, unquote. In 1856, Lincoln had defended Chinque in court, which... If if nobody knows this, Lincoln was a lawyer mm-hmm. before he became president. Um, Cinque had quarreled with his bishop, and then 
um, was sued by, for slander by one of the bishop's friends, the bishop himself having nothing to do with the complaint. A morals charge was also involved. The case was heard May 20th through the 22nd, 1856 in Urbana, Illinois. Lincoln, Illinois, Illinois. Sorry, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the Sufjan Stevens album. A morals charge was also involved. Link, I'm oh, sorry. Lincoln arranged for a c- c- compromise settlement, which, but Chinkway interpreted the settlement as a victory over the church, which is why he would get all sorts of ass chapped. He felt some Jesuits held Lincoln responsible for the set settlement. In 1897, Thomas M. Harris, a member of the 1865 Military Commission, wrote a book entitled Rome's Responsibility for the Assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Other books that involve the Roman Catholic Church and Lincoln's assassination include Democracy Under Siege, The Jesuits Attempt to Destroy the Popular Government of the United States, The True Story of Abraham Lincoln's Death, and a bunch of other ones. So, they really... And and it goes on to basically say the church kind of condemned him during that time. So when you're sitting there, you're trying to be a moral oral, take care of the world, you know, see that slavery is abolished, bring the country together, right? The banks and the fucking Catholics are never going to be on your side (laughs) because chaos makes money. War is always made profit. War and war never changes. It never does. Uh, the Secretary of War, Edward Stanton, was the master hi- mastermind behind Lincoln's assassination. So, that fucking sucks. Your Secretary of War <laughs> is like, you know, not the person you want to be fucking... I guess that would have been like if Rumsfeld had been like mastermind some sort of downfall for the for Bushes. Bush. Yeah. So, in 1937, Otto... No, it's it's a big one. <laughs> Banana and a Thomist. Banana Roo. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Otto Eisen Chimimimimis. Psychological. Otto Eisen. We're just going to call him Otto. Why, he wrote a book called Why Was Lincoln Murdered? The book espoused the hypothesis that Secretary of War Edwin Stanton was directly involved in Lincoln's death. It alleged that Stanton was against Lincoln's mild reconstruction policies and wanted him out of office so more radical reconstructionist policy could be employed. On the day of the assassination, Ulysses S. Grant was expected to attend Our American Cousin with the Lincolns. Ison Mimi or Otto argued that had Grant attended, the military guards who protected him would never have allowed Booth to enter the state box at Ford's Theater. So people were more more for Grant than they were Lincoln, and they think he would have been protected because a lot of people hated Lincoln. Um, Stanton was also alleged to have known that conspirators were meeting at the Surratt boarding house. That was Mary Surratt, the Surratt the wife to the husband of the Surratt that was working with Booth. Mm -hmm. Now, and that he refused to release from duty the powerful Major Thomas T. Eckert after Lincoln asked for him as a bodyguard. So, Otto continued from there to make a case against Stanton by examining an entire series of events following Booth's shot. Nearly every move Stanton made is seen as suspicious and containing an ulterior motive. Among these behaviors and events 
were not alerting the security at the Navy Yard Bridge over which Booth escaped. So when he escaped, he wasn't alerted. Dude was unprotected. Oh, dude. I think you always maybe, gotta be wearing protection. Yeah. You never know what That's you're gonna true. get. But but the truth is, I think he was just a shitty Secretary of War. I think this is just wishful thinking. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't think anything's changed in that regard. I think politicians still are shitty today. And um, n- unless they found something that directly tied him to it, I don't understand this one. So, and this will be, be the last theory here before we take a break. Disaffected Northerners were behind Lincoln's assassination. Now, this is interesting to me. So, first and foremost, several groups in the North opposed Abraham Lincoln and his policies. And get that. So, the people that are for um, abolishment of slavery, for uh, um, a union that's... Was that sneeze a little too... <laughs> A little too dainty for you. Just like give a me this mouse look. sneeze. You guys, what? I was trying to you, hold it back, and I think you may I just think, gave my head in. You may think you just heard a, piz, a pigeon toot, but what you really heard? <laughs> Larry, I'm battling it through something. Here. Larry shoved a sneeze. I thought it would be fine today. But. Larry shoved a sneeze into the back of his head, and it came out as Ugh, a ear. That's the worst feeling, too. It makes your eyeballs feel like they're going to pop yeah. out of your head. I know this. I'm sorry. I'm reading very monotonous. Monotonous. Whatever. I'm coming Banana up with I'm coming up with words for you, Annie. I know you're listening. Banana so, Let's see here. Several groups in the North opposed Abraham Lincoln. I said that. Radical Republicans feared the president's purported mild plans for reconstruction. They wanted greater control over what happened in the South. Mm. Which there you go. That that alone <laughs> says it. They wanted they thought because we won that we should that we should be able tell to gain them what, all this stuff and control that. Another hmm. power play. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the point of the war. Yeah, no. I see that's what they wanted, but that wasn't the point of the war. Right. So if they get grumpy and they don't get what they want, then, me, they, me, me, me. then they go, oh, somebody's going to kill the president. I'm just going to look at this wall. <laughs> <laughs> They're like me with low blood sugar. There's boobs on the wall. I'm going to look at it. Uh, also, because of the Union blockade, the price of cotton had risen dramatically, and cotton speculators were reaping the profits. Lincoln himself, seeing the union need for southern cotton, had allowed the purchase of cotton in exchange for greenbacks and meat. Despite opposition from Ulysses S. Grant and other generals, Lincoln approved cotton trading permits for many individuals, including some of his closest friends. Some devoted southerners burned their own cotton to keep it out of enemy hands, which is fucking Dang. stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get the idea, but it's like... It's like just after the Philadelphia Eagles just won the Super Bowl, they burn their own city on the ground to celebrate how awesome they are. We we rule. Let's pull up our cars because we don't need to go to work tomorrow. We value our community so much we're going to set it on fire. Let's steal money from the kiosk that we shop at every morning. All right. So now bankers, financiers, businessmen, cotton speculators, and profiteers all benefited from the cotton trade, but they feared the good times would end as the war was drawing down the center for the illicit activity was the DeMille and co at 178 half water street in new york even lafayette baker and some confederates may have had ties to this address anti-lincoln sentiment grew in 1864 and covert plotting to rid the nation of abraham lincoln increased and the ciphers found by ray neff baker wrote quote there were at least 11 members of congress involved in the plot no less than 12 army officers three navy office naval officers and at least 24 civilians of which one was a governor of loyal 
of a loyal state. Five were bankers of great repute. They were nationally known newspapermen, and 11 were industrials of great repute and wealth, unquote. So, fuck. Fucking well, I don't poor. know if you guys want us to do that in front of you. No, don't do that. On the table. <laughs> poor. That's where we eat. Yes. Poor. Please don't. Yeah, we don't want your sausage gravy. Abraham. <laughs> it's chunky. Lincoln. Oh. I feel bad for Abraham. That means a high sperm count, I believe. Oh, why do you think I got pregnant so fast? There you go. John Wilkes Booth was a pawn. I think they're. I, we'll, our verdict we'll get to later. Okay. Uh, in the second segment, we're going to do all our other segments, but we're also going to focus on something kind of special. Super. Yeah. Was Lincoln a homosexual? <gasps> we'll be right back. To ask is how do you know? Because make them prove it first. What happens is we're always put on the defensive trying to prove it's not true. When if you make a claim, you should be the one that has to identify why that is true. Sure. Here's my favorite part about it. When someone points out, well, Lincoln was gay, and I always ask, well, how do you know? Well, because there's record that Lincoln slept with other guys. Now, wait a second. When you say slept, what do we mean by slept? Right? Because here's the reality of culture at that time. In hotels, you didn't just rent a room. You rented space in a bed. Usually so, three guys in a bed. If you rented you, you, three guys in a bed, and so you rented a space to sleep in. By that logic, when my family traveled growing up, I had to share the bread with my brother. Well, then we must both be also homosexual. By that logic, that's idiotic. Mm -hmm. But this is where part of the argument is we take things that don't even make sense, that are so far out of the category, or they say, well, because Lincoln's personality seemed this way. Yes. His personality seemed that yeah. way? We're you judging, didn't know him. Yeah, we're judging a personality by what? Mm -hmm. But this is where you need to help your young people that go to college always learn to ask the question, how do you know? Because more than not, what my professor told me, okay, your professor's not the ultimate source of knowledge, right? I don't mean to offend any doctor, professor out there. talk briefly about an uh, article that I found in the New York Times that um, says basically they found homosexual threads in Lincoln's legend. Now this article was published in 2004 so it's been a, it's been a minute but fuck it. There is a book about it called quote The Intimate World of Abraham Lincoln published by uh, let me find his name here C.A. Tripp. Be nice to it. Uh, he, who asserts that Lincoln had a homosexual relationship with the captain of his bodyguards, David V. Derrickson, who shared his bed whenever Mary Todd was away. Ooh. So, this guy's conclusion is that the uh, America's greatest president, the beacon of the Republican Party, was a gay man. Now, did you guys know that the term log cabin Republican 
stood for a gay Republican. I did. Really? I didn't know day. that. Back in the day? Yeah. I, mean, I know it now because it's... Yeah. It's probably cool to say it now. Well, it's, Republicans it's, probably lose their mind if they get a gay one in there. Because they're just like, thank God. Are there, you there, lost? What are you doing here? There are. There, they were, there oh, are. of course there yeah. are. Well, I think Absolutely. even Caitlyn Jenner is uh, conservative. She is. Yeah. Yep. Good on her. Fuck it. So... This book didn't stop the debate. There's still much debate because most of the time you bring this up and people spray their whiskey out of their mouth, mm-hmm. spit their chew out, cover their kids' ears, run screaming for the hills because they can't stand the thought. What you mean, President? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I got to wipe these memories away. <laughs> there's just there's just nothing they would like less Blowjobs. <laughs> no, they would love a blowjob. But <laughs> but the last the last thing In they want to think about is a hero having anal sex. Well, let me tell you something. He I've seen the blind, I've seen the blind items. I think Hugh Jackman's goblin cock too. So the last thing you want to think about is Wolverine shinking people and then going to bed with I don't know probably Be Jake nice Gyllenhaal or something it. like that. Who cares? Seriously, if all our heroes are gay, who cares? Mm-hmm. It's awesome anyways because they're Hugh cool Jackman. I'm hard as Antiminium. Antiminium. Is that what that stuff is? No. Adamantium. Anti. What is it? Adamantium. Somebody does. An- Antiminium. Yeah. Some, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, she. What was the stuff in uh? What, what's the movie with the blue people? The Smurfs. No. 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 Avatar. Avatar. Oh, yeah. You dumb dumb. But they were Smurfs. after this unobtainium. I was like, really? Did they forget? Like, yeah. did they like just call it that? And they then forgot to go back in the script and crawl, come yeah. up with a better name. It's like, your name is good guy and your name is bad, bad guy. guy. And <laughs> we're trying to get unobtainium. It's really difficult to get. It's tough to come up with names in Hollywood now. <laughs> Love interest number two. <laughs> I like you, but not enough to leave love interest number one. <laughs> one, one night standium. <laughs> Your name is tits are going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. So Larry. Everybody's sick here. Um, just uh, remember oh, to have just your airborne in the oh, my morning, God, guys. Pass out. Just a sec. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, get your flu shot, wash your hands, change your underwear every day. Wear a condom. I need to change them now. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Tripp was also the author of, quote, The Homosexual Matrix, unquote. I don't remember seeing that Matrix. (laughs) Keanu, you are the one. There was a lot of uh, undertones of BDSM. And, well, that doesn't necessarily mean homosexual, does it? Be nice to it. BDSM, that's bind Bend dicks. Over. Suck me. I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> it's, it's, um, B, what is it? BDS? It's, it's like, I thought it was terms for like, uh, like, it's like something domination, domination, bondage, bondage domination, domination, uh, sadism, ma- sadism, sadism, and masochism. I don't yeah. think that just means homosexual though. No, just means I, you like I, getting I, smacked around, like getting smacked around. What up, girl? I, I could get down with that. Uh, so anyway, the Freudian notion of homosexuality as a personality disorder, he was that the idea of uh, it was disputing that idea Freud, where Freud would posit that's a personality disorder. Hmm. He was like, that's, Freud would? that's hmm. fucking bullshit. 
Uh, Wait, and who this, was Freud was saying it was bullshit? That Freud, it was a yeah. Okay. So uh, I can reread I'm, that sentence. Yes, I'm confused. Mr. Tripp was the author of The Homosexual Matrix, a 1975 book that disputed the Freudian notion of homosexuality as a personality okay. disorder. So Freud thought it was a disorder. Yes. Okay. Mr. Tripp. Didn't. Right. Okay. In this new book, he says that early biographers of Lincoln, including Carl Sandburg, sensed Lincoln's homosexuality. And the preface to the original multi-volume edition of his acclaimed 1926 biography, Sandburg wrote, Month by month, in stacks and bundles of fact and legend, I found invisible companionships that surprised me. Perhaps a few of these presences lurk and murmur in this book. Hmm. Sandberg also wrote that Lincoln and Joshua Speed had streaks of lavender, spots of spots soft as May violets. I'm not sure what that what means. Sex. <laughs> Mr. Tripp said that references to Lincoln's possible homosexuality were cut in, in the butt. They were cut from a 1954 abridged version of the biography. Mr. Tripp maintains that other writers, including Ida Tarbell and Margaret Leach, also found evidence of Lincoln's homosexuality but shied away from defining it as such or omitted crucial details. So it sounds like there's been some um, reverse history happening in the, in the present, like where people are trying to take out the stuff that they don't want. They mm-hmm. want this vision of this lumberjack man just filling Mary Todd full of babies and being like, there will be no slaves. I mean, they, it's gotten yeah, so bad in the pop culture present. We've got him as a vampire hunter in our movies. Right. He, he's got like an extra dick hidden underneath the hat. He's so manly. <laughs> so what if he wants to sleep with his captain of the guard? Or maybe he's a conehead like Dan Aykroyd. Do you think he pitches or catches? I don't even know what that meant. Oh, he's boy. That's a good question. I would imagine he's pretty tall. I gotta imagine he, he pitches. I gotta imagine he pe- he pitches. Yeah. Shortstop. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. So, what kind? Of, if we had to guesstimate how big Lincoln's dick was inch wise, <laughs> nine and a half. Nine and a half. Poor Mary Todd. Four score and seven inches. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with average. Yeah, I mm-hmm. would say average is a president. It's, it's a safe bet. Yeah, statistically speaking, that's always a safe bet. I think yep. he was a man of the people, and you got to imagine he didn't trim his bush hair, so you <laughs> probably only saw it. it. Didn't matter who you slept with; all you saw was a mushroom yeah. sticking out. Yeah, of that's a <laughs> tangle of ferns. <laughs> tangle. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mr. Lincoln, I'm the captain of your garden. I can see your mushroom tip poking through your pleated. Oh my God! <laughs> like an egg, a little baby. Look like a little birdie's egg in a nest. Let oh my me, God! But wait! Oh my God! Here let we me, go. Let me climb your tower. What Abra- do we got? Abraham Lincoln's mother, Nancy Hanks, was claimed to have been have been from African descent. Oh. So could his possible African heritage? But I'm pretty sure that's even a just a, a it's not even a true thing. What hmm. that black people have big dicks? Yeah, Ooh. that like statistically I speaking, I can tell you right now, <laughs> black guys and white thighs seems to disagree with you, sir. Okay, well I'm just going with statistics, but but hey. I can understand that theory too. Yeah. Imagine, I mean, imagine you're 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 every black guy who's average, and then all you hear is how big your, your dick is supposed to be. <laughs> 
That would suck, especially if you had like a micro penis and you're not black. even a micro. You're average. All of a sudden, you're considered sorry. small just because. Mm-hmm. Let me hide behind my flask. <laughs> just because, uh, you know. No, I okay. don't meet up with. So that. for just for the sake of all research, right. everyone just send pictures of their dicks to Ryan. Yes, God damn. It. On Twitter, no. on Facebook, Instagram, I Instagram. So- <laughs> all right. Has this ever worked? Have you ever got yes. pictures? Yes. From friends of mine, mostly, but I don't need fans doing it either. I still love you. Was it the nipple one? I tell you what, you can send me a dick. Don't send me your dick pics. (laughs) Just give me a five-star review and send me a drawing of a a set of tits. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. You got to rewind a second. Wait, what? So you've... What are we talking about People have sent you pictures of their nipples? No. Oh. Okay. Let's... Larry's Larry was about to do a dick pic live in studio. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my lord! All right, well you had you've you've been here first for a lot of things, ladies. Oh, and that's gentlemen. a poor angle. I am not going to uh, check the that the thing a, on my I, phone. That is a poor angle. I'm going to erase that. Larry, why don't you refresh your iPad? Because I think it's time to jump into it. The lighting session. is awful. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Use a little makeup too. I was in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Number one excuse all the time. The shower was cold. Shut up. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get down and dirty with a little bit of pop. Pop culture. It's time for the pop culture minute, Josh. Sonic Sonic boom. Like Goliath, or whatever the name of that band is. It's um, Python Blue. Okay. Sweet, cool beans, dudes. Okay, this Which is Brian will be able to see my cool beans in about ten seconds. Right. <laughs> that picture goes through. Really cool. There's so, a Frank in there too. Would you guys uh, take a take a wild guess when the first film produced about the life of Lincoln? Just a 1892. First film, I, I would say uh, thirty-six. How about you, April? The uh, year thirty-six. That's like way before he was born. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say nineteen four. You're wrong. Ryan was closest. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, Price is right. <laughs> no, the Price is wrong. There. Price is wrong, pictures, bitch. you. Anyways, in 1930, the first movie you called like it. Abraham Lincoln was released. It was uh, the Walter Hudson acted as Lincoln, and but it's considered the movie is considered horrible. Uh, however, it is the only movie to have the complete story of his childhood up to being an adult in death. Okay, so. So don't check it out. Yeah, no, I wouldn't check it out. But what I would check out is the 2012 uh, Daniel Day-Lewis movie, Lincoln, uh, based on Team of Rivals by Doris Kearns Goodwin and directed by Steven Spielberg. Wow, oh, that little unknown director Yeah, it's, made the indie, indie darling E.T. Yeah, I like that movie. Actually, I love, I love that guy. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies of all time. 
Good, good stuff. Uh, the movie itself, uh, what's really cool is I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the, the poster for it, but good lord, does he look just like Lincoln? Yeah, it's um, insane. But it shows him being on the battlefields, and there's a couple battles in the movie where Lincoln was not historically there, but for you know the sake of the movie, they do have him. Uh, as far as outside of uh, movies, though, I mean he's been because he's been at, depicted in many, many movies, uh, lots of different TV shows. <clears throat> but let's see. Oh, sorry, I had my list and I was stupid and no it's all right i wanted to mention real quick um there's a movie that robert redford made about the conspiracy with the Souter family um called the conspirator that you can see that kind of talks in depth about what we brought up today because i'm any any topic we bring up there's there's countless books and 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 articles about everything and rather than just sitting there and reading the text over and over we try to just get to the skinny but um, also, there's a car called the Lincoln. I just thought of that That's off the top. I um, there was a, a short-lived podcast I did called the Off Script Podcast. Okay. Um, and we interviewed Bill Oberst Jr., who played Abraham Lincoln in Lincoln versus Zombies. Nice. Uh, so if you just want to search for that, you can find the interview. But. Yeah, that's good stuff. Though you also have a Michael Berryman interview, the guy that was right, in the but that has nothing device. to do with Lincoln. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. just saying if, if you <laughs> like if you like interviews. Yes, uh, I actually made a reference earlier that no one caught when you said Coneheads. Yes, the '93 okay. film Coneheads. <laughs> Does it really have a Lincoln? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd dresses up as Lincoln for a costume ball, uh, the stovepipe hat. Of course, is what covered the fact oh. that he had a cone head. That is nice. That went over my head. One of the most obscure references I've heard in a podcast ever. <laughs> well, but for whoever well, got there it, it was whoever yep. got it. Uh, hopefully, that made your day. That's why we got him, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, last but not least, uh, the newest. And you actually referenced it earlier. The one of the newer movies is, of course, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Which is basically dude's the, fighting zombies and vampires. It's a badass. Yeah, got to do what you got to do when you're the 16th president of the United States of America. Talk about repressed sexuality. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna suck you and then eat you. Mm. Mm. Huh? <laughs> so. Usually after we get our pop culture fill, we like to delve into um, a verdict. <laughs> Do we have Yahoo answers? No. I, 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 should, I need to remember to ask you that and the break. There's really nothing you. There's really nothing to do for Yahoo answers for this. I mean, other than did he exist? Yes, he there's, did. There's no one. Al- there's no one alive from that period. So right. anybody who's going to the only really good Yahoo. An- yeah, right. Larry's here. He existed. Um. <laughs> no, I'm gonna hide behind my flask that joke's now. Older than me now, <laughs> it is. It was made before you were Never born. Never stops being funny though. Um, <laughs> no, the only thing I found on Yahoo Answers that was like relatively interesting regarding Lincoln was there was a kid. He had to have been like eighth or ninth grade who asked if Lincoln was secretly black <laughs> because. <laughs> There was a, an African-American girl in his class that told him that eight presidents 
from like George Washington till now were secretly, secretly black. Secretly black. Yeah. So they were they were all doing white face? Yeah, apparently. Just really super convincing white face. I'm trying to think of who else they would think would be. Let's see. Let's see what their name's Abe. I guess I could see that as like a secretly Abe. black name. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to go down this rabbit George hole. George Washington, no. No. Wooden teeth. No. Nixon, Weird maybe? Grill. Could Nixon have? No. No, I don't think so. Obama? <laughs> Wait, he was black? I voted for that guy. Trump? Oh, that would be oh, weird. That would... You Expl- imagine explain what the would happen if one day Trump just gets on TV and he's like, my fellow Americans... Uh, just moonwalks across the stage. <laughs> I love this jam. I'm not even going to try to do a Trump accent, but he would look at the camera and just suddenly like pull his face off and there's just like literally... A, a, a and black it's Martin dude. Lawrence. It's Martin Lawrence. <laughs> That'd be great. Damn, Gina. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, the world would probably get better for some reason. Yep, I'm like, thinking so. I don't even think it would like even be a blip on the radar at this the point. They'd be like, yep, I guess he's black now. Whatever. <laughs> What's a next? Of, a bunch of jaws agape and then one guy like, is there going to be a, a Bad Boys 3? <laughs> I thought there was. I mean, he comes out, he has affairs with like models and porn stars, and it's like not even a blip on the radar. Nope. That wouldn't nope. be, be like, all right, whatever. What's next? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's next? Bring it. He could just pull his pull his mask off, and all of a sudden, underneath, there's just like sitting just uh, more just, hair, just a tiny little, just a tiny, <laughs> just a tiny little Smurf, it's just a talking furball. <laughs> it's Vince McMahon. We all know that. Yep. It was me. Oh boy, I got a snort in on this episode. This must be a funny one. Okay, so <laughs> let's go for a verdict. In one co- corner, a stack of pennies. Because that's all we have in resemblance. In the other corner, a stack of fives. <laughs> sure. Is he on the five? Yeah, he's on the five. Yeah. Oh, that's true. See, and he's on the penny. That's true. Good man. Never know. understood why Lincoln was on the penny and the five, but then Washington was on the one and the quarter. And the quarter. <clears throat> That's does it even out? Not really. Not really. Uh, no. I feel like if you're going to be on one, so it takes monetary four. value yeah. of one, you should be on the other monetary like value of one. Four Washingtons make a, a Washington, but it takes five hundred Lincolns to make a Lincoln. Yeah. So let's go with our. <laughs> What's with with the four podcasters you trust more than your life itself? Let's weigh in. Let's figure this out. Do we think of these theories that I brought up tonight that there's any plausibility that maybe it was the banks, maybe it was the Catholics, maybe it was the Northerners that were against his ideals, or maybe it was the Southerners and a Confederate plot? What do we think? I'm going to start with you, Joshua. What do you think really happened? To President Abraham Lincoln. We're doing a show. I, I was waiting for it to come back. <laughs> I always wait for it to come back. <laughs> Literally every time. I did promise a three minute. Now, you know what? Honestly, I. Um, it, Let me I tell always, you a story about when I was in high school. I always thought. Let me was, tell you. Yes. 
Can we tell you the story so, about... <laughs> we were all at the party, right? Right, this party. No, we had this really big house, right? And there were 73 people who lived there. Now, that none of this has anything to do with the end of the story, but let me continue. And the neighbor, he played the bass guitar, right? Right, and I play bass guitar because I'm a musician. <laughs> Sorry. A little ball busting. Go ahead. <clears throat> what I was going to say, dickwads... Was that before we did this episode, I thought it was a simple John Wilkes Booth shot him. Or John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That him guy. too. He, that he shot him. It was That was the end of it. And that he was caught in. But after you mentioned the Rothschild family, mm-hmm. that, that always sends big red flags up for me. And so without a shadow of a doubt, I think it was the Rothschild family that had put a hit out on him. Nice. April? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say the banks. It was the banks. I, I, you can't, for as much power as political parties hold, banks hold more. That's just wow. the banks fund the political parties. So I, I got to say, so far, 50% were pretty deep on the conspiracy on this episode. Mm-hmm. What do you got? I think it's a, a, I don't think it was just. Booth. I think it was a Southern conspiracy. Okay, so you're going Confederate. Kind oh, of thing. Confederate conspiracy. Confederate. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say I think what happened here was probably some political maneuver that happened through the Confederacy as well. I think I think it money talks and they didn't want to look be looked as weak. And when mm-hmm. you have to surrender after you just shot your brother over a disagreement about the North and the South. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. literally brother versus yeah. b- brother. Yep. I can't imagine that they were too Oof. happy to have to lose. And, uh, you know, they sent a message right back to us. And the whole tie-in with the Caesar <coughs> reference that he, Booth had, just to me tells me... Yes, eat too, Brutai. Yeah. What's scary is it really could be both of them. It could have been the banks going to the south and saying, hey, this guy didn't want to take money to help pay for this. Hey, you guys kill him. And Booth knew nothing about it. Yeah, easily. In the Game of Thrones, you either play or you die. And these motherfuckers maneuvered shit. And that's how it's always been. That's kind of like the Game of Thorns. Either you spray or they die. True. And that's been your verdict. This is a reference to plants. You I spray like them for. Look, I'm not proud of myself, Josh. Coneheads. <laughs> Coneheads. Coneheads. Next time when somebody says something weird to me, I'm just going to shout Coneheads. Coneheads. It'll at least confuse them for a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You Especially mean the- if it was to Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I know. Anyway, well, this has been a fun episode. I think it's time for us to get quizzical. Let's get quizzical, quizzical. I wanna get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical. Oh, ugh. just hearing that made me wanna uh, like clear my own. It's still winter, folks. Yep. <laughs> this. Is American I no wrong quiz. <laughs> no, this is a quiz on the American Civil War, though. Ooh, okay. Oh, damn. So let's see how well you know your Civil War. Question number one At the beginning of the Civil War, what was the approximate population of the United States? 
Mm. 40.2 million, 50.5 million, 34.4 million, or 15.3 million. Josh. Josh. D. That is incorrect. April. April. C. That is correct. What was that number? 34.4 million. That's. I was thinking 34. I remember Mm. reading that a long time ago. It's insane to think that because right now... It's like 300 million. Yeah. Food for thought, y'all. Yeah. People people be having babies. Like crazy. Yeah. I gotta gotta knock it off. Yes, especially with trailer parks. Or else you end up with people (laughs) like me. Trailer park, baby. Oh. But look at what... I I wasn't born in a trailer park. I was born in a hospital. You've given us so much laughter. I'm proud you were born. Me too. <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> the war began on April 12th, 1861, when Confederate forces fired upon what fort that was held by Union troops in South Carolina? A. Fort Adams, B. Fort Sumter. Josh. Ryan. Josh? Fort Sumter. Yeah. That is correct. Fort Sumter was named after General Thomas Sumter, a Revolutionary War hero, and I've been there. Really? Yes. Hmm. Those are really cool places yes. to visit, by yeah. the way. Yeah. There's, I mean, here in Michigan, you can go up uh, Mackinac's. Mackinac, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fort Mackinac is really cool to see. Cool stories about Mackinac. They were so they would get so little supplies that they would actually, after they would go do uh, target practice, they would have to go out and find their bullets so that they could oh, wow. <laughs> recycle them. <laughs> God, because that's how little they would get uh, supplies up there. Anyway, welcome to Michigan. Yep. April one, Josh one. Who commanded the Confederate Army in Virginia immediately before Robert E. Lee? A. Braxton Bragg, B. Stonewall Jackson, C. James Goff, or D. Joseph Ryan. Josh? Ryan. B. That is incorrect. That was the North, I bet. A. Braxton Bragg, B. Stonewall Jackson, G. C. James Goff, or D. Joseph E. Johnston? Josh. Josh. D. That is correct. Wow. Joseph was a senior Confederate commander at the first battle of Bull Run. I feel like this is one of those things you think you don't know a lot about, but then when you start hearing it, you remember. It's probably, you spent a lot of time with it in high school. In school, for sure. Yeah. Where did the last engagement between General Joseph Johnson's army and General William T. Sherman's army take place? B. Bentonville, North Carolina. B. Raleigh, North Carolina. C. Charleston, South Carolina. Or D. Columbia, South Carolina. Josh. Josh. B. That is incorrect. Ryan. Ryan. C. That is incorrect. Fuck me. April. April. A. That is correct. Bentonville. I don't even remember what A was. <laughs> Bentonville, North Brazil. Carolina. Yeah, that's what I Considered thought one of it the was. Best known firsthand accounts of the Civil War. Sherman published his memoirs in 1875. So we've got two to two. Hi, Ryan. Question number five, worth three. Oh, let's look at this one. I miss alcohol. <laughs> 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 Ryan wins the Civil War. Let's go with this one here. What at what battle was General Thomas Stonewall Jackson mortally wounded? A. Little Bighorn. B. Chancellorsville. C. Gettysburg. Or D. Stone River. Josh. C. Josh is incorrect. Ryan. A. Ryan is. Oh shoot. Well, you got a 50-50 shot, April. <laughs> B. Chancellorsville. 
or D Stones River. I will, of course, chant your name if you get this one right. Oh, it's definitely B. That is correct. <laughs> April wins. Give it to her, baby. All right. Sweet. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet knowledge was given to you this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope um, you enjoyed that picture I took of. Oh, I will. I'll be blowing that bad bear up. So, whoa. Because I'm selfish, I'm going to start by saying if you'd like to sponsor our show, please hit us up. Conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. We would love to talk. Or if you'd like to sponsor an alcoholic. Yes, please. Uh, we took a little break. This month, but we're going to be back at it. <laughs> as far as drinking, that is. Yeah. Anyway, no, we're we're always going to be here for you every week on a Monday when an episode drops at Conspiracy T Show. You can find us on Twitter there. Also, if you'd like to rate and review, you get a shout out on the show you if do. you give us five stars. And we did get a five star, but I couldn't find the review. So thank Good, you. Because I forgot the five star review drop that I. I love that drop. But we'll be back with that next week. If if there's more than one, we'll make a little special groove in the episode for you. Also, please um, like us on Facebook and send us an uh, email. Tell us a story. We'd love to hear it. Read it on the show. Josh, what do you got? Off-Tempo Podcast. It's the newest podcast on the Beer City Media Network. You can find that on Facebook and Podbean. It's the historical look at musicians from the stage to the studio and the shenanigans they did along the way. Cool. April? Yeah. Uh, well, if you like uh, Larry and Josh and myself, you can come check all of us out on the Potty Slam podcast, a wrestling historical podcast from the locker room and beyond. Stories of shenanigans and fun things and a lot of poop. Mm-hmm. I feel like very there's been fecal a centric. It's very fecal centric. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to come check us out, we are on Facebook and Twitter and Potomatic. Eve Lawrence. Evaspodcast.net for baseball history. Good stuff. Well, that you could sit a whole week and just listen to back our back catalogs for all our shows. Mm, there is nothing we'd love more than to be in your ear holes for mm-hmm. a whole week. Mm-hmm. I'm love- so sorry, though. <laughs> anyway, anybody have anything they want to add to this presidential episode before we adjourn to our beds because we're all tired? Hmm. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well. We'll make like a tree and get out of here. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Biff. We'll have a great week, guys. We'll see you next week in another episode of Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Go Eagles.
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. 